Hello and welcome to Semi-Skeptic Podcast with me, Chris. Me, Aaron. And on episode 19, we're doing Aaron's 10 totally factual uh, conspiracy theories. Mm, and mm, mm. I don't know, is there any cryptids or anything amongst your stuff? Uh, there's a few oddities yeah, about the place, we'll say. Hmm. Now, the first, because now I spoke to you earlier in the week. Yep. And I was saying, like, I was looking at some sort of like traditional ones, like the Illuminati and a lot of secret organizations I was looking into. Mm. But then it turns out that's really fucking boring. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, thought, <laughs> I ain't fucking, I don't even enjoy reading about these. So no one's going to enjoy listening to a cunt who doesn't enjoy what he's reading. So I thought, fuck. That nonsense. Yeah. So I thought, I'm just going to go and have a look into the shit that I'm interested in. Be like, fuck it, let's have a look. So yeah. People who've like listened to us so far, they, I like to think a, a moderately reasonable person. I like to look at facts and stuff as I see them and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I thought, there's a few things I've mentioned in the past on here. We've never really gone into detail. But there's also things that people know of me from our casual episodes. Like we're quite, we like a bit of history, don't we, you and me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 If a, you know, if there's a good documentary, you know, I'm on in. Yeah. I'm all about it. So this first one, which I thought was interesting, was the death of Nero. Now, he's okay. Done. That Roman emperor that he was like one of the Caesars back in the day. Now, back then, there was, because he, he committed suicide in the year 68, which is mental when you think about it, isn't it? Yeah, well, that, was over, yeah. that, that was nearly 2,000 years ago. It's the year 68. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, well, you know, we're not even a century into this yet, but we're getting there. So he committed suicide around that time. Mm-hmm. But even back then, there were all these conspiracy theories running around saying, yeah, well, I heard he's uh, still alive and he's run off to uh, to Asia where he's mm-hmm. adored and worshipped and stuff and he's just restarted over there. Okay. Sort of thing. So that was sort of going about quite a lot of the time, which is interesting because obviously... It weren't that long ago we were talking about Hitler fucking off to Argentina. Yeah, yeah. And and this is like what's nearly two thousand years later, and people are still doing the same sort of thing. Like if a like with Osama bin Laden as well. Yeah. You know, even I'm fishy about that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we haven't really seen a picture. Well, we have seen a picture, and if it is really him, then yes, we have seen a picture. But the the entire face is blown off. It's like, what did all did all six members of SEAL Team Six put like their entire clips into his face and not hit anything else? <laughs> and not enough. And they were like, yeah, but look, you can tell it's him. The ears are similar. It's like this is a bloke who made a living pretty much on having doubles. Yeah, and this is yeah. all we and this is all we're getting. Do you well, know what all I mean? them sort of knobheads are known for having doubles, isn't they? Oh, all the time. The same all the time. fucking loads. Yeah. You know? Even Nero Nero had doubles. Yeah. All these dictators do. Yeah. So they, they have them all the time going around, and they're being treated like they're the emperor as well. Like they're like, oh, your job today is to walk down 
Market Street at three o'clock with all these guards and wave at the, the peasant people. Most of these rural, a lot of these rural appearances from back in the day, like these dictators, they've got these like famous paintings from that era, like, oh, this depicts the time Caesar visited fucking Market Inn or whatever. Hmm. Chances are that was a, that was actually one of the doubles. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? This, yeah, I can get is, behind that. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. This is this mm. the same everywhere, mate. Like, bloody, um, Especially over in like a, like a lot of Somalian dictators, Nigerian dictators, they have a lot of doubles. Um, I think Kim, one of Kim Jong Un's doubles died not that long ago. I think one, I think one of them got targeted in like a um, a car bombing or something. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, something like that. It was some someone's double got done. I'm I'm sure it was him. But um, yeah, it's, it goes on so everything. But one of the other ones that is a. Uh, quite interesting that's a part of this same thing is that a lot of people at the time thought that he was dead but a lot of them were um, worried he was going to come back from the dead with a vengeance oh now we're talking yeah (laughs) this is what they were talking about mate. and they reckon they covered this right in uh, Revelations because uh, now this is where it gets a bit uh, so let me read here what we've got this is pretty much the summary of this from Wikipedia. It says, In ancient times, widespread conspiracy theories were circulated pertaining to the death of the Roman emperor Nero, who committed suicide in 68 AD. Some of these theories claim that Nero had already actually faked his death and was secretly still alive in hiding, plotting to return and re-establish his reign. In most of these stories, he was said to have fled to the east where he was still loved and admired. Other theories held that Nero was really, really was dead, but that he would return from the dead to retake his throne. And many early Christians believed in these conspiracy theories and feared Nero's return because Nero had viciously persecuted them. And the Book of Revelation alludes to the conspiracy theories surrounding uh, Nero's alleged return in its description of the slaughtered head return to life. Now, the slaughtered head is uh, pretty cool. Once I get the old uh, Linky Lou up, get a load of this, right? Now, this is from the, the King James Bible. Yeah. So you know it's a fact. Yep. So uh, don't give me any of your atheist bullshit, <laughs> Mr. Logic and Reason. <laughs> but um, Mr. Scientist. <laughs> yeah. Seven minutes we made it. <laughs> without, without mentioning <laughs> Simpsons or South Park. Oh, dear. Well, you know, we, we, we know what we're doing. Yeah. All right, so this is from Chapter 13 of Revelations, yeah? And I feel like Matt Berry should be reading this, but Ooh. he's not here, so you have to deal with me. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power, and his seat and great authority. And I saw that one of his heads was, as it were, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. Now, Christopher, 
What do you think this means? <laughs> Fuck if I know. <laughs> well, luckily for you, yeah. neither do I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> However, thankfully, there are scholars out there who are good at this sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> who aren't complete morons. <laughs> now, <laughs> further down, yeah. Now, this is a slightly different um, translation. This one's from... Uh, it doesn't actually say... I'm sure it does somewhere, but fuck if I can find it. So, let's have a look here. So, the monster from the sea, from 13.1 to 10. So the last verse of the previous chapter connects the appearance of the beast to a dragon who delegates to the beast what power it has. Now, verse 1. Like I said, this is slightly different in the translation. Mm. It says, Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. And if some manuscript texts read... Right, so the sea here represents the sphere of prime evil chaos, the source of evil, an alternative image to the abyss. So basically, the endless sea is like the abyss. It's like, oh, God, what the fucking hell is this going on? Yeah. And in verse 2, now, now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like that of a bear and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. Now, it says here that the dominant violent characteristic of the beast is modelled on the vision of four beasts in the book of Daniel, representing four great world empires. So this is like the four empires coming together now, essentially, coming in, right. from the, coming in, which they're not particularly happy about. And it says here, right, and he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and he was given authority to continue for 42 months. And then it says down here, right, that this is that these are like the, the different languages that they talk about from these other things. So these are all these different empires coming together. They're different languages, and just fucking the, the Israelites, right? They're they're terrified now because the rest of the world's turning up, and they're like, "Yeah, you've got what we want." Mm. So all this stuff about dragons stuff like that—it's all about Caesar. And here's what, and here's a bit I saw. This is why I knew I had to uh, bring this one up because it's got a little certain thing here that I know. Uh, a certain young man will like once it fucking lords. So yeah, it goes on about this bloke having the power and voice of a dragon and all this other stuff. Yeah. Right. Which essentially means he's got a voice of authority, which means he's he's talking to people like he's in charge and like he's God himself, which is the sort of thing someone like Nero would do. Because they're, they're emperors to so them, they are fucking the be all and end all. Yeah. And then it says it, and he calls if all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive the mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And this is about some sort of aristocracy thing that's going on at the time, where it's like only certain like people can give out certain, like people who have certain marks, so like mm. officers and like certain, um, like symbols, like it could be like if you've got like a, like a certain animal on your cloth, you're a certain rank, you know, certain yeah, yeah, commands yeah. and stuff. And then it says, 
And like, yeah, that, that no man may buy or sell save he that have the mark and name or number of his name. And hearing was, let him have understanding, count the number of the beast, for it is a human number, and his number is 666. But what's interesting, that whole 666 apparently is, get a load of this, this is what I'd quite like. Now, Number 666 is unusual for being a triangular number that is the sum of all numbers from 1 to 36. And it's also doubly triangular number, because 36 is the sum of all numbers up to 8. And the 8th such number in the power of 8 and 36 is 1, 6, 2, 1, 55, 120, 231, 406, then 666. Bingo. Making 666 the 8th power and Nero was the eighth Caesar. Right. So he was the eighth one in power. So what I liked about this whole thing is that it sort of opens up a whole kind of like, because you look at something like that and you think, that's a pretty cool conspiracy. But when mm. you see what's connected to it, most of the Bible is basically war stories. Mm. And it's like it's dressed up as something else because apparently people can't, like translate stuff properly mm. well, that's really cool and they're really creative which means yeah. if it's filled with so much creative writing you've got to wonder what other artistic license was mm. so mm, that, that's cool I, yeah i enjoyed that one, that it, one has... with the whole base thing does it say about anything about the seven heads like is that a reference and the ten ten yeah. ten what was it ten horns ten yeah ten so horns you... and ten crowns yeah that ref- Apparently, I can't remember exactly because there is so much to this. You could go yeah. so deep on it. But I think there was something like there's like seven heads of state or something, and there are ten like command, like ten like warriors who are the horns, and each one has their own king who they're there right. to represent or something or some there's mm. loads, but it's all basically based on like historic facts, but it's just really dressed up. Mm. But um Okay. But I quite like that it's hmm. basically they've taken real stuff, turned it into a novel, and it's gotten very largely out of hand because people are reading this and thinking like the revelation, like they think revelations are like the end of the world. That's what's going to happen. A huge dragon's going to come out of the water. Whereas mo- a lot of scholars think revelations already happened and that it would be like the, the um, either the return of Nero or this is actually a. Um, something that happened in the past and they're writing about it after it happened. Mm. And it was maybe perhaps some other Caesar that invaded around that time. And it's it, like I say, it goes deep. It's, it's yeah, lots it fucking there. sounds and, like it. Yeah. And this is, and this is just one chapter. Do you know what I mean? For oh, revelations. I, I think there's like, <laughs> I think there's like, I think, yeah, is there like 18 chapters in the book of revelations? I can't know. It is 13. No, I don't fucking know. But yeah, I thought that one was fun because yeah. it was sort of it sort of went out a little bit all over the place. So yeah. apologies to those at home. I, I tried my best to explain it. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, man, it is because it's also like I think there are like twelve other translations, so it gets very sort of cross wires and a lot of words are different and other ones have different meanings and interpretations, but it's mm. very cool. Mm, so, that's uh, cool. Yeah, so there's yeah. number one for you. Yeah. Now, number yeah. two. Number two was, I had to go for a bit of a classic here. Yeah, go on. Chemtrails. Yeah. Oh, yes. Now, 
I already loved this straight away in the first sentence when I was reading about it. Yeah. Because I've heard the I've heard the phrase chemtrails thrown around a lot. Yeah. And I've seen like little snippet videos thinking maybe they only explain like the the surface area of it. But it turns out there isn't actually a lot to this. So this is quite <laughs> handy. Shocker. Oh, yes. But in the first sentence already, I love it. Chemtrails, also known as SLAP, <laughs> right? S-L-A-P, Secret Large Scale Atmospheric Program. Right. Is what, um... Yeah. I just love that it's like, Secret Large Scale. It's like, it's secret. Mm. Yeah, mate. And, yeah. And this theory alleges that water condensation trails or contrails as they're known as yeah as they're actually known as yeah yeah from aircraft consist of chemical or biological agents or contain a supposedly toxic mix of aluminium strontium and barium under secret government policies yeah yeah mm, yes that's right so yes. uh what do you think of that mate I'm not buying into it at all. The well, whole chemtrail well, things. Well, an estimated seventeen percent of the global population believe in the theory or think it's at least partly true. Hmm. Yeah, that's nearly <laughs> a fifth of the globe. Well, I mean, everyone's entitled to believe in what they want, isn't they? But. Oh, I don't. Oh, yeah. So, what what is the purpose of what they're what are they actually spewing out? What are these chemicals actually doing? Is it mind control? Well, is it killing us off? Like, what is it? Because everyone of... says different things. Like, what yeah, are they doing? This is the problem. There's several schools of thought on this, unfortunately, mm. and some of them think they're dumping aluminium into the like into the air so yeah. it can so that it can reflect some of the light away from the planet to reduce global warming okay uh, they think that's one of them um though that's not really a popular one anymore because just because of like the whole sort of um because this was back sort of when it was kind of common knowledge that like Global warming isn't real. It's under the Bush administration, when there was all like, oh, you know, the government and its scientists agree that global warming doesn't exist. So there was people like saying that they're secretly trying to fight it with this sort of thing without telling us. But obviously, we know it is real now. Yeah. The ones, and the only people disputing that either don't understand exactly what's going on or they've been given bad information. Mm. But, um, yeah. Another one is again is like um uh what was it? Oh a, a weather manipulation, like them making like seed clouds as such that other clouds can then magnify onto, which can then manipulate weather in that way. Um another right. one is putting out chemicals so that it sort of slowly lowers people's IQ so that they're a bit more easier to lead and manipulate like as the public and stuff so it's a bit more easy to be like this is what we're doing okay 
Okay. Yeah, because they've been dumbed down a little bit. That's like another, there's lots of these. A lot of them is sort of like, oh, they're slowly poisoning people so that um, they've got to, uh, so they get ill, so they've then got to buy medicine and things like that. There's loads. Yeah, it was quite quite funny. I was was on Instagram today and I was just reading through some comments on one of these conspiracy theory pages and there was it was funny enough about chemtrails and obviously i usually only go on there just to read the comments to see what fucking idiots are fucking saying and there's this one dickhead he was saying that it's real and then he was like yeah well i know because i was a former pilot and you're like no you fucking weren't look at your profile there's you outside a fucking a caravan. You weren't a former pilot. Like you live in a fucking the trailer park. Like stop talking bollocks. <laughs> what are you fucking on about? <laughs> you get a lot of people throwing credentials around. Always. Yeah, but the, honestly, this person he was like a proper fucking redneck, like proper white trash, you know. And he was like, "Yeah, I was a former pilot. I used to." the government made me drop all this stuff and you're like, no, you're not. Look at you, man. You sit outside drinking moonshine all night and all day. Who are you trying to kid? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, in 2016, the Carnegie Institution for Science published the first ever peer-reviewed study of the chemtrail theory. Basically, they want to try and nip this in the fucking butt. And yeah. 70, 76 out of the 77 participating atmospheric chemists and geochemists stated that they had seen no evidence to support the chemtrail theory or, sta- or stated that chemical theorists rely on poor sampling. Hmm. So what's interesting there, though, is that those 76 of the 77 said, that nah, is bollocks. And I am probably going to side with them because that's seventy-seven, that's seventy-six experts that I'm not. Yeah, but one of them clearly thought maybe there's something to this, mm. and I'd l- love to know what it is that they think is because a lot of people will see that and go, "See, one of them knows the truth." Yeah, most of us will be like, "No, that's probably the guy who came bottom of the class." Yeah, because there's always one. Yeah. You know, we've all we've all been to to the hospital where you know a doctor's left a pen in somebody, and you're like, oh, whoops. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it's like we've we've all met doctors who are idiots. I'm sure there are fucking chemists who are idiots too. Yeah, you know, people people assume because you're good at science, you must be great at everything else. And so Albert Einstein couldn't tie shoelaces; he couldn't figure it out. And Velcro shoes. Yeah, I didn't blame him. Velcro shoes are for pimps. Mm. Yeah. So the chemtrail one was an interesting one because, yeah. like, but it all really just does because, because they look at the old like contrails, like the condensation coming at the back of like jetliners and stuff. Yeah. And they look at that and they and they're like, that's it. And because apparently some of them say the ones that stay small and thin are real contrails. The ones that get bigger and wider are chemtrails. Right. Yeah, I don't know why yeah. they're qualified to make that distinction, but that that's there's a there's a fact, Chris. All right, get over it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this this is exactly what people in the comments were saying. I was yeah. reading today, and uh, you know, do your own research. Mm. 
I'm, I'm sick of Mike. Sheeple. Yeah, I'm sick of making bold claims and then being the one with the body of proof. What do you mean? Is yeah. this? <laughs> Na- Nazi Russia or something? Oh, Look, see, dear. I thought Ken Charles would be fun because that's one that gets thrown around an awful lot. Yeah. And I never really sat there in, but I just love how it's called, like, also known as Slap. And it's Slap. Secret Large Scale Atmospheric Program. And it's like, but that doesn't spell slap, does it? It's like, mm. Never mind that. Doesn't matter. It's called slap. <laughs> Ignore <Right>? that. <laughs> yeah. Forget the second S that comes after L. Okay. This is this is slap. Well, it's all slap, isn't it? No, no, it's not a slap, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So don't even try it. Fuck you know. But people who are wondering what chemtrails were. That is them. And that's so in the future, if for the more faithful listeners, if ever that comes up, people will know what it is we're talking about. Mm. Because they come up a lot, man. It's, for some reason, yeah. a lot of a lot of these different like separate conspiracy theories, like even flat earthers, they're all in for chemtrails. Of course they are. And, that, and all that sort of stuff. And I suppose they think 5G is uh brainwashing us all and Oh, well, no, bollocks, it, and it kills all the birds. <laughs> all no, <there>. actually, <laughs> it's giving us COVID. Oh, yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, it of course. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure how it gave us COVID. Yeah. But gave us COVID, it... but brilliant internet speeds. <sighs> yeah, I can live with it. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. what was it? For, what, no, for... 4G was Ebola and 3G was swine flu, was it? Or bird flu or something? Probably around that time, yeah. Yeah. Swine flu, yeah. I think it was yeah. around that time. I don't, and that bloke on Instagram was like, tell me it's a coincidence. All like, oh, right, it's a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's the end of that chapter. Yeah. <laughs> idiots, man. Right, number three. Don't lay it on me, sir. Now, this one, my friend, was mm-hmm. sub- submitted by a fan. Ooh. And uh, this is local to you, my friend. Gun must be true. Gun. Now, you asked at the beginning of the episode, do I have a cryptid? And yes, yes. I do, sir. Go on. I have hear it. Are you aware of the Rat Man of South End? <laughs> I have actually heard it. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know any of the details, but I have heard the name, the Rat Man of South End. Yeah, so do oh, uh, yeah. do intrigue me, my friend. The Rat Man of South End is an English urban legend, so they say, mm. originating in South End on Sea, Essex. The story of the Ratman tale tells of an old homeless man seeking shelter from the cold in an underpass and was set upon by a group of youths and beaten to near death. Cold and blood loss finished him off. As he died, the numerous vermin who inhabit the area gathered and were found to have devoured his face. And after this, a ghostly figure was spotted in the underpass with the people hearing rat-like squealing and scraping as if large claws were moving across the walls. Mm. So apparently he's a reanimated rat-man corpse 
hangs around the underpass waiting for for youths to come by for him the flesh on or mm. feast on and stuff. So, so as he died, a load of rats ate his face, basically. Yep. Nice. And his ghostly figure spotted by the underpass, right? Yeah, you can hear him in there at night, mm. apparently squeaking and scraping and sharpening his claws on the walls and stuff. Mm. So is he, is he is his ghost a fucking a rat then? Like a massive, like a rat man? Like a yeah, short like, sort of like... Yeah, there's a load of uh, photos. Uh, he reminded me of Cartoon Ed from Ideal. In some of the photos, people... Do you ever see that um, show Ideal with Johnny Vegas? No. No. One of his customers is this dodgy bloke called Cartoon Ed, and he wears a massive cartoon mouse head. And a lot of these photos people have got have got of him kind of look like that. Okay. But uh, yeah, I thought that was an interesting one. Yeah. I think I can fucking quote me on this, but I'm sure there's like a little fucking film about it. Not not like a fucking Hollywood film or anything like that. There is. For like one of these like little yeah. festival film festival things. I'm sure there is. Did there, you say there is? is in, there is indeed a little short horror film that was a and there's also a book of cryptids as well, which has also been featured in. Yeah, nice. So when when was this meant to have happened? Is it like recent or is it does it say? From what I can tell. No I'll be honest, it was only seems... a year or two ago when I sort of stumbled across it. I can't yeah, remember how I stumbled across sure. it. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, mate. But, uh, yeah. But there was a, in 2020, Afterlight Comics published Folk Tales of the Cryptids, Volume 2, hmm. an anthology of revolving around different folkloric creatures in which the Ratman is included. And a short film about the Ratman herself end, directed by Michael Holliday, was entered in 2019 during the annual Horror on Sea Film Festival in South End. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a cool one. Yeah, so I feel a little uh, bit of local law for you. Yeah. Yes, mate. So, number four. Now, I've mentioned on this show before, there's a village near me called Pluckley. Mm. That's like mega haunted. Yeah. So I've chucked that motherfucker into the mix. Yeah, the the Pluckley hauntings. Uh, At one point, Pluckley had an entry, right, in 1989 in the Guinness Book of Records for being the most haunted village in Britain with 12 ghosts reported, but they don't have that category anymore because it's ridiculous. How do you prove what hauntings you've got? And it's like, oh, I'll break the record. I've got 13 ghosts in my town. No. There you go. As <laughs> I'll be able to go 14. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you can't disprove one or the other. Yeah. So there's like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore because it's ludicrous. Basically. Yeah. Not, not their exact words, but let's be honest. <laughs> you know what I mean but but yeah loads of like it's, it's, it's attracted loads like um, 
fucking like TV shows like Most Haunted and Ghostly Legends, a bunch of podcasts and shit have gotten around there and done like ghost walks. It's like ghost hunters wet dream. Like if you're an if you're an amateur ghost hunter, you can do a lot worse than pluck clean can. Hmm. But uh, what's interesting there, right? That I thought was uh, quite cool is that amongst these famous hauntings is that of the Red Lady or Lady Daring, who died Lady in the twelfth. Indeed, <laughs> who died in the twelfth century and was sighted in the churchyard of Saint Nicholas. And other reputed hauntings include a ghostly monk, a phantom highwayman, and a gypsy woman called Susie Susan Richardson, who died in mysterious circumstances. There's always a now, monk, isn't there? Yeah, well, mate, there's one in Basildon as well. I get about mm. the same bloke. He might grow. Probably is, yeah. Yeah. Hops on the bus. <laughs> yeah, he does the day shift in Plot Lake, does the night in Basildon. Yeah. Uh, he knows, right, in this economy, I can't blame him. No. <laughs> like he's got, you know, <laughs> he's, got, he's got little spookies to, to, to feed. Yeah. You know? yeah. He's got things to do. But you'll learn this. Now, traditionally, a, a lady in red or red lady is a type of female ghost similar to the white lady or banshee, yeah, yeah, yeah. But according to legend, is more specifically attributed to a jilted lover, prostitute killed in a fit of passion, or a woman of vanity. Such a figure is thereby seen as a victim of objectification. In all mm. cases, the lady in red is wearing a scarlet or blood-red dress, and she is said to typically be friendly in disposition with a story attached to historic hotels, theatres, or other public places, with a higher frequency of reports from old mining communities due to the prostitution trade. So any of these ladies in red, they've, they're sort of like um, had some sort of promiscuous mm. sort of laugh. They're more, you're more exotic flavoured banshee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I thought that was quite a nice little uh, connection there because we covered banshees before. I liked how they had to. They felt the need to mention that she's seen in a red dress because the name doesn't uh, clear it up very well, does it? To be fair, we live in a world where seventeen percent of people believe in chemtrails. Yeah, and they have do not drink on bleach bottles. <laughs> yeah, so I can see why they may need to clear some things up. Yeah, so lady in red, what Wellingtons? Red hat, <laughs> yeah. stockings. Be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> so, just to be clear, for those in the cheap seats, <laughs> the lady in red wears a red dress. <laughs> so, number five, we have. Another classic here, which isn't a million miles away from chemtrails, but is one that comes up quite often these days, even still. And I thought, let's have a little uh, look into this one. Yeah. Fluoride yeah. in the wa- fluoride in the water. Ah, yes. Ah, now, uh, Mr. Chris Kringle, mm-hmm. if you could lay down for the people at home, why is it we have fluoride added to our water? Because in Britain, we had a terrible fucking dental crisis, if you want to call it that, because we're known for having bad teeth. 
So they added fluoride into the water to um, help our teeth. You couldn't be more wrong, sir. Oh, they fuck me. Add, they actually added fluoride to the water to decrease IQ in children, therefore making them more susceptible to government manipulation. Oh, fuck me. Right. Mm. Okay. But there is a second theory. Which kind of which kind of <laughs> echoes what you said. So like what about tooth uh, decay and <laughs> Yeah, but the thing was is that they they think that they did it. Right, get this. And I can kind of I'm not sure where I stand with this. Either they're pointing out the obvious or there is something more sinister afoot. Either mm. way, I find this has somewhat of a good standing as to speak now some of them right it says, it says here so it was to reduce tooth decay as you said although yep. many dental health organizations support such fluoridation the practice is opposed by conspiracy theorists with allegations right yeah so they reckon right so yeah, they said like you know fluoride keep your reduced tooth because as you said we did rightly have a um a sort of dental crisis yeah. and which funnily enough went away pretty soon after they added fluoride. Oh, coincidence! Yeah, but some think it was put there to obscure a failure to provide proper dental health care to the poor. So basically, trying to put lipstick on a pig instead of actually making facilities where poor people could actually get proper care mm. they thought oh we'll just stick fluoride in the water makes their teeth white oh, they look better All right so uh quite interesting that yeah. there's another sort of that in the mix yeah or there's the third option <laughs> option three All right go on it's how the government gets rid of toxic waste I want to go with option three. 100%. That's 100% what they're doing. Final answer. For fuck's yeah. sake. How the you fuck? Don't hear, you don't want to hear the fourth theory? Oh, fuck me. How many is there? Go on. Well, this one, this is the last one. And this was uh, promoted by the John Birch Society in the, in the 1960s, which described fluoridation as a communist plot to weaken the American population. So they obviously did it in America in the 60s. So I looked into this, and we looked at their data and went, oh, well, that worked really well. How did you guys manage to do that? And they were like, fluoride in the water. Amazing. We'll try it. Because what happened? It worked. Yeah. Now, it's true. Too much fluoride can kill you. Yeah, absolutely. Guess what? Too much water can kill you. Hmm. You know, too much of anything can fucking kill you. Yeah. So, what's yeah, fucking, I'd like to know how these people um, who think some of this bollocks, how, how do they explain? Because there's some foods that naturally contain fluoride. Mm. Potatoes do, so how, how, what? There's, there's food that contains cyanide. Yeah, spinach contains fluoride as well. Grapes mm. as well. Like, how the fuck do you explain that then? Semen. 
yeah, so. But I, I, like, I like fluoride in the water. It's a fun one. Yeah, it's again, a fun like one. Again, like the chemtrails. Again, like the chemtrails, there's lots of schools of thought. It's like they can all agree on the source, but they can't agree on the outcome. Yeah. Which tends to be one of the problems. It tends it to be to the case when things. people are talking out their ass, unfortunately. <laughs> it's a hold down. It's a hooping nanny. It's a hold down. Yeah, a little bit of a fluoride in the water. It'll do you good, mate. It'll do you good. Drink it up. Drink your, mm. drink your yummy fluoride and get your mm. nice healthy teeth. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now, number six, six, I think. Yeah. Yes, number six. Now, this one's a very short one. Go on. But up until, they reckon, right, up until the successful mission of Yuri Gagarin going into orbit and back or whatever it was. Yeah. There were other cosmonauts sent into space who didn't make it back. On the Russian were, side or? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, because cosmonauts are Cos- uh, yeah. Russian astronauts. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. 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 Um, so there are many reports, right, of lost cosmonauts that stem from crashes that occurred during the Soviet space program, right? And there was also these reports by these two Italian amateur Italian radio operators who reported hearing the sounds of a cosmonaut suffocating and begging for mercy, right, and stuff like that, as his um, spaceship drifted off and things like mm. that. And there have been like other, um, and there's been like secrecy surrounding the uh, Soviet scientific achievements and failures of that time period. So any so anything that was like oh that was a mission failed like we don't make a record of it yeah we, we are perfect yeah. everything we do works the first time I mean I could so, definitely um, uh, yeah I could definitely believe this one this is a spooky well, one isn't it yeah this I, is the sort this of, even is definitely it's, plausible it's whether it's true yeah. or not I don't know but I think this one definitely fucking plausible yeah but they reckon this was part of the whole sort of thing like. Of they had so many errors that they were able, like in such a small amount of time that they were able to take over the Americans. Like, right, we know that doesn't work. We know that doesn't work. We know that, that doesn't work. Yeah. So, Yuri, good luck, bro. Yeah, because Jesus, geez. But yeah, that one I thought was a spooky one. But it's like, oh, yeah. I could believe it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's definitely if I, if, I was, if I was given more on it, like to look into, I'd be open to but guess what? I'd be open to look into that one more. Yeah. Like chemtrails, I feel like I've learned all I need to learn about chemtrails ever. And what, yeah. what I've said on this episode is literally <laughs> the scope of my knowledge of chemtrails. And I think I'm good for the rest of my life. But Old lost cosmonauts. That's uh, that's something I could uh, see myself having a little look into. Yeah, no, I definitely, uh, definitely think this one's plausible. But mm. say whether it's actually true or not, I don't know. But I could exactly. definitely see see it being, uh, mm. yeah, definitely plausible. Yeah, hundred percent. But I'd also say. 
I wouldn't be surprised if, if it was true. I wouldn't be surprised to find out Russia weren't the only ones to make those kinds of mistakes either. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm sure I was. I mean, well, we know fucking Astrid made those kinds of mistakes. Mm. Look at yeah. those poor bastards who got burnt up before they even left the ground. Yeah, fucking you know, burnt alive. Cha- yeah, look at, the, look at the challenger. You know, we know these things go wrong and people mm. die. Yeah. But, um, you know, at least we've got our hands open to it and we show the world and they're like, look, fucking, we fucked up. Yeah. This is what happened. Let their names not be forgotten so that we uh, we learn from these mistakes. Yeah. But it uh, doesn't make it all right. Obviously, that ain't going to be no. back. No. But fucking, even still. Right. Number seven. Mm. Have you heard of the Philadelphia experiment? I have heard of it. I'm trying to think what it is. Well, the Philadelphia experiment, right? The idea of it was to find a way to make our ships invisible to the enemy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And the experiment itself took place in the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. Experiments were conducted to make the USS Eldridge disappear. Now, apparently, it managed to disappear, but they couldn't get it to reappear again. And allegedly, when they tried to get it to reappear, it did reappear, but not in the Philadelphia shipyard. It actually reappeared around Norfolk, Virginia. And crew members of were all report um afterwards reports that some of them were felt nauseous, others were like a almost feverish, and and even some people, members of the crew were embedded in the ship's structure, mm. fused with the insides of some of the cabins and stuff, and a lot of the other ones just went fucking mad. Okay. And, yeah, and though no physical proof has been found of the experiments from other um, uh, like people, like people, journalists looking into it, mm. they know that the SS USS Eldridge was real. It wasn't. It was involved in an experiment of some kind, but a lot of the stuff that, that they have found has all been redacted, which obviously. That's what you see on the TV on the TV when they show files that have got the old marker pen crossing yeah. out certain words. So these things like this is like the entire things have been any like a lot of these papers that are surrounded the USS Eldridge are all redacted. Right. And a lot of the um but a lot of the crew members who are still alive are um which isn't many of them at this point. They're um all stick to the same story and they all corroborate each other's stories and some of them haven't been in contact for years, you know, mental houses, all this sort of stuff. So the question is, what happened with the Philadelphia experiment? Mm. We know. Personally, I personally I think it's bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean so when 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 did this all take place? What era were you on about? This, I believe this was like post World War One, I. I think it was the early fifties, yeah. right? No, no post World War Two. Sorry, right. so I think it was like okay. early early fifties, I believe. 
It's not actually in my notes. Why is there no date in my notes? How weird. Yeah, I... I mean... Yeah, it's a load of bollocks, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean... Why do you need to make make a ship invisible? Just hide behind the curve of the Earth and shoot over. That's what we do. Yeah. We've been doing that for time. Just Mm. keep doing it. Pirates on pirate ships used to do that. Yeah, that's why their fucking... sails. That's why their sails were blue and white and stuff like that. So they would they would, they could get up up high enough onto the horizon, but their sails would be bloody um, invisible, hidden by the clouds behind them. They would use mm. the curvature of the earth to fire over. Why would you need to turn yourself invisible? If you're that worried, paint your fucking ship white. They are mm. done. Your ship's invisible. It's a cool idea, but. <sighs> Yeah, it's. I can't take fucking, it seriously. No, nah, no. Nah. I just, I just see these these people on like one of those pe- terrorist, those and um, periscopes, whatever it's called, that comes mm. out the ground, looking through it, and there's one of those like it's like the predator coming towards them on yeah. the on the sea, and all they can hear on the radar is turn around, turn around. Just fucking, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't do it, mate. Uh, turn your ship invisible. Fuck off! What a waste of money. We're gonna turn Wait. our ships invisible. Why don't you fuck off? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you turn invisible? Why did I make you captain anyway? Turn yeah. ships invisible. Fucking when you said about the whole um getting infused isn't part of the ships, all I've got in my head is me fucking playing PUBG. Hundred <laughs> percent. The USS Eldridge brought to you by Beth Esther. Fucking hell. Yeah, my but. But, mate, there's been loads of films and novels and stuff based on the Philadelphia experiments. And it's a fun one. It's a fun story. Yeah. Yeah, it's but a fun story. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure they've... Yeah, I'm sure they've, you know, there's they've probably thought about this sort of shit, but you can't fucking yeah. do it. Like, no. That's a load of bollocks. Yeah, you can't be having that shit. Yeah. You think this is? Right, so number eight, Mister. Mm. The Harp Facility. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, the Harp Facility. Let me read you the. Uh, this is a uh, a little source. The, the source for this is called the Truth Behind the Harp Conspiracy. Now, this little segment from that is Harp or. High frequency active auroral research. So where's the P come into it? Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, is the name of a government project. Oh, I'm guessing it's project that was presented to the public as a research program or program on radio waves. So yeah. It was operated jointly by the U.S. Air Force, the U.S. Navy, and the University of Alaska to study the ionosphere in an effort to develop radio communication technology. However, <laughs> dun, 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 <laughs> many believe... Stop laughing. This is no, no laughing matter. Oh, so in my head is just fucking Jesse, Jesse Ventura. 
Well, this is very serious, and Mr. Jesse Ventura would he, agree with me. He, and he, would, he would find your chuckling to be very churlish. You commie. I demand access now. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I demanded. <laughs> However, many believe that the program was designed to do more than just that. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> now, popular conspiracy theories around the facility's real purpose, yeah, real purpose, which, <laughs> which, according to <clears throat> theorists, is to develop a weapon using amplified radio waves. The program was widely believed by theorists to be the reason for a number of major global disasters that have occurred in recent years, particularly the crash of Malaysian Airlines flight MH370 and the 2011 Japanese earthquake. And you're right. Like, they shoot these motherfucking radio waves in the air to manipulate the weather so that they can cause disasters to look like natural disasters, no questions asked, look, it was an act of God, nothing we could do about it, when really it was wielded like a sword of vengeance, like the blade of Damocles down on the head of his enemies came the radio waves of harp. Yeah. Like the powers of Zeus. So it can just change the weather just like that, can't it? It can indeed. It yeah. can. So when they've got, in America, when they've got like a real bad hurricane or whatever on its way, can't they just use the harp to fuck it off? Where do you think the hurricane come from? Well, why would they be doing it on their own land? Or what about when there's a real bad fucking... Um, I don't know. Why don't you shut drought? up? <laughs> <laughs> why, you got, about, why, are you pick, why are you picking holes in this? What, what about when there's a I'm massive trying weather trying drought? Protect you. <laughs> what about when there's a massive fucking rain drought, you know? Why don't they just go, oh, fuck it, let's, let's have a bit of rain? What why don't about, they do that? What about Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez? Fuck him. Yeah, I'd say the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, the thing is, look, the, the effects of the energy waves from the facility antenna, which are directed to the ionosphere, yeah? Yeah. Well, these rays are then reflected back to the Earth on a very low frequency called ELF waves, okay? Or ELF waves, as it were. Extra low frequency, which, yeah. Yeah, which you have to see, see, it's all coming together. Yeah. Right? Which have <laughs> serious... You should be taking this more seriously, because right, because this has serious effects on the Earth's magnetic fields, all right? As well yeah. as on human thoughts and emotions. Now, there is a little bit of truth to that, because they have found... Have you heard the LFO experiments? This is is where they played certain frequencies to people to see how it would affect their moods. And they found that certain vibrations they couldn't pick up. And music works in the same thing. When you listen to like a certain song and it makes you feel happy, that's the vibrations that are causing it to do as having a certain 
chemical effect on you. So other people might hear it and go, this is fucking white noise. But then someone else might hear it and go, oh, this is lovely. This is relaxing. This is nice. Same sort of, same sort of thing on that uh, thing there. Mm. But they can also cause rapid heating of the Earth's atmosphere, change wind patterns, and can be used to brainwash entire populations. These waves are also strong enough to affect the tectonic movements of plates, which is why the program's been blamed for floods, earthquakes, air crashes, and other global disasters that have happened since its inception. Never mind the ones that happened before, and we're yeah. talking about them. No, no. <laughs> we're talking, right? So I don't even try bringing that down because <laughs> we're talking about stuff that came after HARP. So don't even try to bring irrelevant information in because you're just wasting your breath and yeah. my time. And more importantly, the listener's time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so this one I think we can say is beyond plausible. This is pretty much a <laughs> fact at this point. Yeah. And uh, so after, uh, <clears throat> after, after 21 years, it was closed down. Okay. Because uh, they didn't have any... Uh, used to it anymore it, it cost like 500 i think it cost like five million a year to run or something or five million a month or something ridiculous and they were like why are we spending this money when we've got stuff that's way better at doing that than that thing so but you'd be pleased to know it is just sitting there okay so the theory is is that it was never taken out of action why haven't they just um, dismantled it and sold off the bits or reused it because it's still fully operational, still doing their bid, and they're like, no, we closed it, remember? Hmm, did you, though? Causing your earthquakes? Mm. Think about it. Oh, I'm thinking about it, all right. I don't think you are. <laughs> How else do you explain the 2011 Japan earthquake? Mistus. You mean like, <laughs> just like any other fucking earthquake that's happened before fucking these things were around, yeah? No, we can't bring that up. I've already said you can't bring that up. <laughs> so how did this uh, earthquake in Japan happen otherwise? Get, get, besides tectonic plates and stuff that happened before <laughs> all that, don't bore me with your talking points and your NASA jargon. I'm asking you now. Fox News style, was there an earthquake in Japan? Yes or no? Very simple question. No. So you say there were no earthquakes in Japan. And why should we take you seriously? You don't <laughs> think there were earthquakes in Japan? 2011, there was a huge one. So you're telling me there are no earthquakes in Japan? No, it was faked. It was faked. Now who's the conspiracy theorist? <laughs> yeah. Dude, this is this is why Fox has been on the TV for so long. These little tricks, mate, they get you. Because mm. no matter which way you went there, I would have had you. <laughs> yeah, if you said yes. Cause, yeah, because if you said yes, I'd have been like, right, so you admit Harp caused the uh, earthquake. But that's all we've got time for, I'm afraid. Coming up next, is there fluoride in your water? Find out. <laughs> but first, weather with this bitch with the huge tartars. 
because this is Fox mm. News, motherfucker, and we got bitches. Yeah. Mate, have you seen those Fox News host, like, hostesses? <laughs> I fucking have and all. Jesus Christ. I'd watch Fox News. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there was nothing else on, but if we didn't have porn now, and this was the 90s, <laughs> I'd be conservative as fuck, mate. I'd be like, let's yeah. go, Fox News, let's do it. Right, yeah. In all seriousness, though, right, let's just say it could fucking change the weather. Yes, sir. Why wouldn't, like, a bit like what I was saying earlier on, if there was a drought, why wouldn't they just give us a bit, you know, do a bit of rain? Or if there's loads of rain, why wouldn't they just this do is, a bit of heat? Like, why? This is kind of where the um, the thing that the theory starts falling in on itself. Yeah. And there's it's things like, you know, like even with like global warming and stuff, they'll be like, well, surely you could just make it snow when it's getting too much here or there or whatever. You know, but then there's people saying, no, it can only wield the weather that's already there. It can't create weather. It can only move it or amplify it and stuff like that. And it's just like, okay, how are they doing that? And then Mm. you get the whole sort of, why don't you do your own research? It's like, that's a a posh way of saying, I don't know. I I don't know the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you fucking do Uh, it? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how to get you that answer. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Oh, harp is fun. Definitely fucking watch the, uh, I think it was just called Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura. I think it was called that. Honestly, just watch the harp episode where he goes up to the facility, demands access, and they just go no. And he's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Just just watch it for that, if anything else. I absolutely love it, Mike. Yeah, harp one's a fault, and it's a classic as well. Yeah. You know I mean, it, it gets around the old harp one, and it gets blamed for so much. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I thought it was interesting that it mentioned flight MH370 as well, which is, a, yeah. of course, something we covered before. Mm. Yeah. We didn't mention harp, though, did we, on that episode? No, well, I didn't know harp were in on it. No. Well, this is news to me. I thought, oh, okay. And I think the fact that no one else mentioned it probably got, probably got mentioned. They're like, oh, yeah, but seriously, we're trying to find a plane. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, haven't got time for your nonsense yeah. today. Yeah. Over, things to do. Yeah, there's over 200 people on that plane, so... Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, normally we would entertain your uh, little theory, but this is grown-up work now, and uh, there are lives at stake. Yeah. Right, so, uh, did you know uh, government? Was it number nine now? Yeah, we're on the number nine now, mate. Yeah, the government right, used to poison alcohol so that they could get it made illegal. Right, the theory goes right that the government between. 1926 and 1933, the government poisoned alcohol so that they could show the American populace, look how bad alcohol is for you. This is why it needs to be illegal. And then they then they brought in the prohibition. And then when people were sneaking alcohol, the government were like, particularly the moonshine and stuff, mm. the government were like, people have got to start putting more poison in it to get people off the stuff 
So they, they got they got a nice bad forum. So they just kept loading up poison into all these different um uh alcohol vats and stuff. So mm. the moonshiners would turn up to use them. They'd get poisoned batches to take back to the masses who would who would die from the evil alcohol. I mean, alcohol is a toxin anyway. Oh yes, but this is this is this is an extra government poison toxin. Just yeah. And when was this between? This is between 1926 and 1933. Was this when? Because at one point it was fucking banned, wasn't it? Yeah, that was certain. Yeah, when was that? That 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 sort of time. It was around that sort of time. Early early twenties to sort of that sort of time. Yeah, so they were like, got to put poison in there. So anyone who drinks will get poisoned. Mm. Oh, alcohol is so bad. No one, no one drink alcohol. Look how deadly it is. That's the theory. Mm. What do you reckon? I don't know. I, I, I kind of could fucking believe it, but then... I don't know. That's a fucking interesting abs- one. That's got me a bit think. That's got me mm. thinking. I think it's absolute bollocks, really. But you could possibly see why they would do it to get it banned. Well, but you want to know what happened? Yeah, go on. It one hundred percent happened, and by the end of prohibition, more than ten thousand Americans had been killed by the government tainted oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Naughty, isn't it? Yeah, that is fucking naughty. Yeah, we've got to kill the people, or else they'll die. Yeah. Or they'll get really hung over. They can't get hung over if they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. So, yeah, so, so they could push their alcohol laws. They mm. purposely put out el- um, poison alcohol for people to get their hands on, and ten, more than 10,000 Americans died as a result. Fucking hell. Yeah. Thought I'd throw, I thought I'd throw one in yeah. there. Yeah, that definitely got me thinking. Mm. Part of me was like, that does seem... I can believe it, but then the other part of me was thinking, like, well, is this just as ridiculous as fucking chemtrails? So, but yeah, I like that one. Yeah, but, but now yeah. you've heard that, admit now you do believe in chemtrails and harp. <laughs> <laughs> because clearly the government aren't part of it. Fluoride in the water, they're killing us. They're killing us, but... <laughs> God damn, do our skeletons look good. Yeah, and that tooth decay's <laughs> gone right yeah. down. <laughs> These people had it hard, but look how good their tooth are. Look how white they are. <laughs> God damn. Ready. Oh, so number 10. Oh. Number 10, good sir. Number 10. Lay it down Mm-mm-mm. on me, you sexy, sexy motherfucker. Well, you know me. Now, you're a fellow 
Um, would you say now. <laughs> would you say we're history buffs? Yeah. Uh, let's be safe. We're a couple of history enthusiasts. Yes. And, uh, you know, are you aware of the Gulf of Tonkin incident? No. Well, <laughs> I'm about to make you ready <laughs> and aware. Get ready for this. <laughs> no. 1964. Okay. Mm-hmm. On, the, on the 30th of July, let's... Let's get a little bit of context here. 1964, we've got a over in Vietnam. Things are at a sort of boiling point between the North and the South, because of course the Vietnam War originally was a because of course a um, civil war between North Vietnam, the communists, and South Vietnam, who had more of a Westernized idea of democracy. Mm-hmm. And of course, America had, you know, their fingers in the pies, understandably, but they were there on more of an advisory basis, because obviously, the whole sort of coming out of like World War Two and seeing what communists in Russia are up to, they were like, "Look, you've got communist neighbours, we're in the same boat." Because people forget Russia and America are next door neighbours, mm. because they're so used to seeing the uh, picture of the. The world map they forget yeah. that it wraps around yeah yeah and that across that bearing strait literally you can see russia from alaska mm. you know I mean, it's, mm. that's how close they are so they're like look you've got foreign you've got communist neighbors we've got communist neighbors we get it we give you an advice we, we advise you on war stuff and what have you you can collect you collect communist intelligence for us you scratch my back i'll scratch yours yeah. That was the kind of that was the kind of deal with uh, that at the time, the American relations in Vietnam. So then on the 30th of July in 1964, a squad of South Vietnamese commandos right, infiltrated northern Vietnamese territory where they attacked a radar facility, which was just a, which was just across the coastline of the the Gulf of Tonkin, mm-hmm. which is, of course, in, in Vietnam. And then the next day, now it's worth mentioning that these South Vietnamese commandos were American-trained. Okay. You know, we, we trained mercenaries. Well, they trained mercenaries over there, and we're like, look, we're gonna, you know, if you're going to do some sabotage missions, you're, you're going to do them with the aid of Uncle Sam. This is how you do it right. Yeah. So they they got the gear, they got the training, they got the results. So they attacked this radar facility, and then the next day, the USS Maddox, which was like a bit, bit of a battleship, but a reconnaissance ship too. It wasn't necessarily a destroyer. Mm. Its job was to do what they call a DeSoto missions, which is basically eavesdropping. You're out in your boat, you patrol along the uh, shoreline, you listen now, you intercept communications, hear what's being said, and then you report back to base. That's basically the the job. Now, they had gone into uh, the sort of area which was, you know, the the USS Maddox, get its patrol, yeah, 
is intersecting the communications along that coastline. Mm. But it has, but they've got to be like, they've got to stick with what's known as the uh, Geneva Accords, which was a, a meeting in like the 1950s that said, though there was no signatures exchanged by Vietnamese or Americans, it was kind of agreed upon that there would be a certain ceasefire zones yeah. in like, in like certain areas between the ocean and like, I think if, if, if I think if you're in a certain amount of um, distance between the north and the south of like a, of a disputed border, I think like six miles north and south of that border would be considered a ceasefire zone. Right. So no one can so no one can shoot at each other over the border and shit. Mm-hmm. Well, these guys went past that apparently. So they were now in northern territory. They they were like past the ceasefire zone. Like right, we're here now, us Americans. We're in your your neck of the woods. So naturally, the North Vietnamese had who had just been attacked the night before, are now seeing a U.S. ship in their waters. Mm. So what do they do? They get three tornado and um, torpedo boats. Yeah. Send them towards the Maddox, staying within their coastal line, but just letting them know, boy, we're here and we're watching. Mm-hmm. So don't fuck around. So what does the Maddox do? I'll fire some warning shots at them. You're firing warning shots at them, okay? <laughs> In mm. their territory, when they're just on their coast, within their rights, and you're, you're, and these guys are firing warning shots at them. Fine, okay. So, of course, the three torpedo ships, they fire back. Maddox, being a, um, a cruiser, can move quite fast, avoids torpedoes, causing air support. So four jet planes fly in, and they attack these um, three torpedo boats, mm-hmm. um, severely damaging all of them, to the point where they can, but they can still retreat. But yeah, I think something like five or six Japanese, not Japanese, sorry, that was me being racist, uh, <laughs> Vietnamese. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so these Chinamen, right? So, yeah, I think it's like six Vietnamese soldiers were killed and several others were wounded like, on board these ships. Right. And they retreated and no American casualties. In fact, the only damage to the Maddox is a single bullet hole. Right. And yeah, so that's on the. Uh, but that, that all sort of goes goes off. So no, okay. sorry. Um, yeah, so, mate, so, I've got my uh, dates wrong there. Sorry, it was that was the second of August that that happened. So this was a few days after the um, July thirtieth attack. But Maddox was first seen in their waters on the 31st, I believe, when it first started its thing. And then when it came back that time and it was way too close, that's when they came out and were like, right, fucking no further. And their response was, man, I'll just fucking fire some warning shots at them. I was like, no, 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 no. You don't fire warning shots at the people you're invading. That's not how that works. Mm. Okay. The people you're snooping in on. No, 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 no. <laughs> but they thought, no, that's, that's fine. That's our. And that's what we do. And then on the 4th, so two days after that attack, they go out there, 
and suddenly they think they're being attacked again. They right. said that word. We're being set upon by attackers and all this lot. A permission to uh, get air support. They go, yeah, we're sending them out. So uh, the planes go out, and this time they do a low altitude sweep of the area. Can't see shit. They're like, no, we can't see anything attacking you. We don't think there's anything coming. You know, don't don't worry about it. And then mm. they're on the ship, and they're and they're going. They're calling back because this is back when like you'd be in direct contact with the president, Lyndon B. Johnson. Yeah, took over from JFK. He was just he was assassinated in the November the year before, if you remember rightly. Mm. And they've got all of and he's and I believe his name was Captain Henrik, I believe, of the um or Captain Merrick, something like that, of the um USS Maddox. And he's got all of old Johnson and, and all that lot in the report and gone, look, um, we think we may have overreacted. We don't think anyone's actually there attacking us at the moment. We think because of the attack the other day. We're all a bit jumpy. Yeah. And we, we, you know, there was some weird weather. It put some stuff on the, the radar that we thought looked like torpedo boats, but it turns out it's not. So, you know, disregard that basically. Mm. And then Lyndon B. Johnson went, I don't think I will. And instead went on TV and said, We've been under attack a second time and that we've no choice now but to get directly involved in the Vietnam War. Mm. And that is how America yeah. into the full-blown Vietnam War. And, they, and there was then in the Vietnam War, fully blown, full-scale boots on the ground for more than, for more than a decade. Mm. And the conspiracy inside this conspiracy, because that was a conspiracy that went ahead, yeah. they, they chose not to do that and used false information that they knew was false to get involved. So the, the the thing that comes around now is, did the first attack even happen? Okay. Because again, this is one that I mean, what I've got here just touches the surface. This of how deep this goes, the money that mm. was spent, who was involved. Even in the war room, like the head of CIA, something Cohen, I believe his name at the time was, sat there and they were like, what kind of action should we take? And they were like, and he said, none. They were defending their coastline. We yeah. shouldn't have been there. We were being offensive. We shouldn't have been. They were in their right to, to fight back. And all of that was ignored. And because of this whole entire thing that went down, it changed the law in America so that the president can only have so much influence in military affairs because he didn't even need to go to Congress if he wanted to do anything. Mm. But he could, he was, he wanted to go, he wanted to go to war with, because there was so much money to be made in war, as you know. Mm. And for there to be like, you know, so they, they pushed in and they, I think something like, that that year, and bear in mind, it was only from August onwards that they they even turned up. That the Americans turned up in Vietnam, over two hundred, over I think something like over two hundred American soldiers were killed just between August and December of that year mm. in Vietnam, and the following year, nearly two thousand. Yeah, and in this, and in just those first year and a half. One point, 
I think almost $1.2 billion had been spent on Vietnamese war efforts, all whilst funding a, uh, yeah, a the moon space race and all that yeah. at the same time, let's not forget. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and another part of the whole sort of thing as well is the reason, one of the reasons for wanting to get into Vietnam was to get the um, the heroin trade which got introduced into the Americans in the six in the Americas in the sixties in a very big way, after a lot of them were smuggling it over because at the, the the thinking of the time was if we get this in the streets, who who likes drugs, communists, poor people, and blacks? That was their way of looking at it. And they thought two birds of one stone. Mm. You know, we get rid of the the, the un the undesirables on the streets by introducing this uh, extremely expensive tar-like substance that's grown from the poppy fields in in Vietnam and Thailand and Cambodia, yeah. and uh, bring all that over. And a good, sure way of having a direct line to that would be to have military ships going to and fro that are guarded by U.S. soldiers, not drug dealers, but government workers. That didn't need to know anything. Need to know basis. This is over your head, son. They're just boxes. That's all you're watching. There's nothing mm. inside those boxes. Those boxes don't even exist. Your job is to just stand there, look pretty with your gun, and just don't let anything happen. And yeah. it's and it's it's a, this isn't like. And what I like about these conspiracies that unlike the others, all of these ones are very based in fact and things that we know because we know Vietnam. The, the, um, all of America's heroin back then came from Vietnam or Cuba, but mostly Vietnam. Mm. You know what I mean? Because again, they've them in Asia. They're very close together. They go over on the boats, the, the little planes over there, back and forth. Yeah, and you've got like, and you've got military insurance from the president that your shipment's going to be safe. That's pretty good. Yeah, and in and in return, we get to help you fight the communists. Mm. Not a bad deal. Uh, you know, America wins both sides, win or lose. Yeah. They've got to fight off communists and military. And mm. with 10 years of of warfare lying in their pockets as well, because that's what happens. And all of this started around this particular incident. It's I, fucking... I, I, I had to share it, man. I, yeah. like, I was like, right, this is, this is one. Yeah. You know, but there is... So much information on this. Yeah, it's definitely worth and a deep dive at some point. That's what I thought. And there's been, and one of the and the head of secretary at the time in 2003 apparently made a documentary about this as like because he lied at the time as well, apparently, to help sort of get it all going. And all yeah. these years later, he's been like, Do you know what? No, people need to know. And in 2003, he made a documentary <laughs> called The Fog of War. And it was like an expose on all this. Yeah. And like, but there is so much and YouTube just type in the Gulf of Tonkin incident and there is a treasure trove mate on just just so many videos there's a, um, an hour long in, like, um, Q&A with um, one of the with the bloke who was like one of those who was actually there like first hand, hand account mm. and say like what was happening what's going on there's so much but it's really Really fascinating, just seeing how how something so little can ripple into because like, they all they needed was the American people on board 
yeah. get into this because they wanted to go to war for years in Vietnam. Mm. They wanted to get in there, but the American people were like, no, nah, no, nah, don't fancy it, mate. Don't, mm, no, nah, not yeah. for us. With, with what with the Korean War we've just came out of as well, thing you know, people are still shaking. We don't need any of this nonsense. Mm. But when they made it so that um, they were now attacking American soldiers and an attack on American soldiers and attack on the American people, they used this false in, this incident that didn't the second time when they made out that it was them coming on the attack against them, which never happened. Mm. They used that lie to then trigger a ten year involvement in vietnam yeah well, that's interesting man fucking yeah. interesting yeah it's a, it's a mad one and i think it would make a great movie or, like a, good, or a good like netflix mini series or something mm. do you know what i mean just to show because like we've said before on this show man you know people we talk about like conspiracies and that, but we've we've said a lot many times as well. Like people have to remember that just because it's a conspiracy theory doesn't mean it's you know not true. You know? Yeah. Conspiracies do happen, and this is one of them. Mm. You know, there was other ones like Operation Northwoods where they were going to shoot down <laughs> um, commercial American airliners so they could blame it on the Cubans. So they yeah. Have excuse to go to war with the Cubans. Yeah. Yeah. JFK shut that down. I was like, ain't fucking happening. No. no way. And because he leaked on that, it weren't long afterwards that um, he got offed. So again, this another one of the things it could have been. Yeah. Who knows, you know? Yeah. JF, you know, old Jackie boy ain't playing ball, but that Lyndon B. Johnson, we've had a few meetings with him and he sounds like he'll do our bidding. Yeah. You know, we don't need to vote him in. We just got off old Old Jack, yeah, he, he's straight in. He's vice president, mate. You know that fuck up at the moon landing thing. Well, how about you get us into Vietnam instead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, mm. there's a lot to it, bro. Yeah, yeah. But mm, mm. yeah, I have to do a uh, proper episode, I reckon, on that one day. Yeah, my hundred percent, hundred percent down that rabbit hole. Yeah, because like you got to wonder as well, what else sort of like sprung from this? Mm. You know, sure they got that, but what other laws got, may have been pushed through under the table while it was going on? Cause look at look at like with um nine eleven. You know that they used that as an excuse to not only invade Iraq and all that sort of stuff, but also to push through the Patriot Act. And, yeah, and they were like, "Oh, only there for like a couple of years while this cools down." That's still in. That's still there. They're still searching you in all this lot at the um, mm. airports and all this lot even today. And it's like, remember this was only supposed to be going on for like six months a year. They're like, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's been nearly twenty years now, and it's like, okay, but mm. um, you know, that's got to give at some point. Mm. But this is the problem once. Like the government gets a little bit of power, it doesn't really like giving it back. No. And that's what scared me during the whole COVID pandemic when things were getting a bit fucking airy up in the sky. And it was like, we've seen this before. But that's a whole other episode for sure. Yeah. But yeah, but I thought a bit of military history. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, good one. A conspiracy got a 
Vietnam going. Yeah, that was a good one, man. Yeah, I like that last one. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Very good. Yes. Well, well done, good sir. Well done. You've done your homework. Oh, yeah, I bought me me ten. Bought me a game and let us never do this again. (laughs) Because because finding ten of the bastards that were going to be interesting, not too much work, but enough that we could talk about them, nearly fucking killed me. <laughs> <laughs> and and people who are close to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one, man. Thank you very much. Good, good one. I like, to, uh, I like to provide. Yes. But that's not all, of course, because uh, people may have forgotten because we didn't do it last time on our casual one. No. Here we are. Chris's Cryptid Corner. Chris's Cryptid Corner. Right. I don't know what this is, but you have told me that it is somewhat... uh, my flavour. Hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a ridiculous one. It's a ridiculous one. Unlike all the others. Well, the others are real. Well, to make you sure. Hmm. Right. Let me get my notes up. Mm. While he's getting his notes, little update on the cryptid combat. Yeah, the snolly gosser ain't looking too good. The, blem, the Blemmy is beating it in a ratio of two to one. People are just shenanigans, mate. I'm going to call it. Yeah, I was a little disappointed in the Snolly Goster. I thought he was going to be bringing his A game. Yeah. But the Blemmies, apparently, have got a... They've, they've got they've got backup on and Twitter. Mate, they're all... The people on Twitter, they like the Blemmies. Again. And again, and on our Instagram page, we've got two... I think we've got two counts for the Blemmy on there alone. <laughs> Demand a recount. <laughs> and a recount you shall get, sir. <laughs> I will count them again later. In yeah. Life. It's the same number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two for Snolly Gosta, three for Blemmy. I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, I'll just send you a little a little picture of Ooh. what I'm going to be talking about. Now, this, my friend, is the it's fur. Yeah, it's a fish, and it's the fur-bearing trout. Now, I've heard of the fur-bearing trout, mm. and where did I hear of it? Now, from from what I remember. It is a fish or a trout that also has fur. Correct. And that's uh, Chris's cryptid. <laughs> Join us next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Right. So this one, it's obviously a fucking hoax. 
<laughs> surprise, surprise. Well, well, now come on, let's hear the uh, let's, <laughs> no, let's, hear, let's, let's see the evidence first. Just, just like, yeah, let's, let's see the evidence, right? Okay. So the fur-bearing trout is a species of fish that possesses a thick coat of fur to keep itself warm in the cold waters where it lives. These furry fish are often found in the northern uh, regions of North America. Also makes sense. That's why it's colder. Yep. And in particular, Canada, um, Colorado, Montana, all that sort of areas, right? If I'm I'm not mistaken, all of the other fish up there also have fur, do they not? I believe so, mate. Yeah, well, they all have. So there's no reason Mm. why this couldn't exist then, because they've all got fur. No. I mean, you've seen these uh, Canadian river salmon, airy little bastards. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Species is also sometimes referred to as beaver trout. Of course, um, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The New England beaver trout, of course. Yeah. <laughs> right. So a number of theories have arisen to explain the creature's furry coat. Right. That's good. Some say... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some say that the uh, creature evolved its thick coat to protect itself from the extreme cold of the northern waters. Makes mm-hmm. sense, that one. The yep, second yep. theory, which is... This, this second theory is the one I think is the truth. Right. So, according to some other, so ugh, according to the second theory, this species of trout owes its fur to four jugs of hair tonic that were accidentally spilled into the river of Colorado sometime during the eighteen seventies, which I think is the real one, personally. Um, Yep, yep, yep. A few few researchers suggest that as the weather grows warmer during the spring, the fur-bearing trout sheds its fur, only to regrow its coat as the winter returns. This may help to explain why trout with full coats of fur are not very often encountered. According to... Legend, the fur-bearing trout was first encountered by Europeans when Scottish settlers emigrated to Canada during the 17th century. One of them wrote home remarking about the abundance of fur animals and fish in the new land. Asked to provide more information about the furred fish, the settler duly sent home a specimen. If true, the legend would pretty much discredit the... Colorado hair tonic theory of the creature's origin. Now, I'm going to go back to the hair tonic one. Mm. <laughs> From what I understand, the hair tonic nurses hair follicles yeah. that are already there. They don't just—they don't make things just grow for. Well, you know? this was a special type of hair tonic, mate. Or was it? This yeah. is the one that creates it, hair follicles on fish. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly that. I mean, the evidence is right there. I've just sent you a picture of it. Well, I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> right. So how the, the so let's go back to the hair one, right? So <laughs> there was a mining camp in Colorado where more than an average number of the miners were bald. Plausible. Yeah. 
And this entrepreneur, this bloke who had this hair tonic, this salesman from uh, Kentucky, decided to take advantage of this golden opportunity. I just put an image of Abe Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> Get your hair folding tonic! <laughs> <laughs> so he made the trip north. It was a rainy summer evening. The salesman was headed towards the mining camp with four bottles of hair tonic under his arm. As he was crossing one of the trout streams... Across the river, the salesman slipped and dropped the four bottles of hair tonic into the water. The bottles broke and the hair oh, tonic no. spilled into the stream. No, he was going to sell that to mine. I know. And there, there were his, his only main, four. He, there were his yeah, only his, four as well. The recipe's gone, mate. demographic. Yeah. You know, it's all them bald men out there. Like Even today, oh. this was the only one that actually worked and he lost all four bottles. Oh, right. Man. So it worked. It worked so well that it actually caused animals that don't have hair follicles to grow hair. Imagine what it could um, have done for someone who does have hair follicles. I know. I mean, mate, I'll take a few of them jars, and oh fuck me! Right, no, there's no, no saving you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not too long after this incident, the uh, the fisherman along the ri- along the river developed a new method for catching the trout. They took off their two pains and used right. them for nets, which would oh, sometimes my. get caught on fish and would swim away with them and fool <laughs> Scottish people into thinking they were hairy fish. Right, <laughs> this is even better. Fantastic. <laughs> They'd head to the bank of the river, carrying a red and white barber pole and some scissors. They would then set up the barber pole and call out, get your free shave and haircut here. All the trout whose fur had grown too long or who needed their their beards trimmed. Oh, gasping for a shave. Right out of the water to be picked up by the fishermen. It wasn't until the mills began muddying the water so much that the fish couldn't see the barber poles that the practice died out. Yeah, that's why the that's why the practice died out. They couldn't see the barber poles. <laughs> Do you remember when there used to be barbers around here? Oh, it was such a simpler time. If only they were still here. God, this is getting right out of control. This. Oh yeah. Get your free haircuts. Oh, thank God. So then what happened? That's <laughs> it. That's it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I just love that there were fish going along going, I find out something good there. What is it? There was a barber someone hear that? Free haircut. Am I hearing things? You're not. There's a barber's pole over there. <laughs> Well, fuck me dead. Let's, let's, get out the of the, yeah, let's get out of the water where we're safe and need to live and go on dry land and get a quick fucking short back and sides. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah. And it's free, you say? Yeah. Fuck me. That's their profit margin down the... That's, that's, why, there's, that's, why, they didn't, that's why it didn't work anymore. They thought, mm-hmm. oh, it can't be around. They, they didn't make any money. <laughs> that's why the trade died out. You can't be giving away your trade for free. <laughs> Fuck you now. 
So Nick, where am I? Next time, Nick, next time, next time you and your dad go fishing over at Shopsville, mate, take a barber's pole with you. Yeah, I'm going to, mate. And don't forget your scissors. Yeah. You've got to, re- you've got to really sell it. You need the scissors. <laughs> you've got to hold them in one hand while you call out, get your free haircut. Because if they look up and see you ain't got a scissor, they'll be like, like, fuck. Hang on a second. <laughs> That's a fisherman. <laughs> if he's a barber, where's his scissors? I can see his barber's pole. But no scissors. Mm. If you got the, if you got the scissors, it's like it's like the, the slide bolter. It's like, hold on, is that a map of the local area? It is. Yeah, I just checked. It does say on it. Yeah, oh, that's all right. Then we know they're actual tourists. So yeah, I, I can eat him then. Oh dear. So that's how they. So that's how they fished all the uh, the north the northern. Bearing trout. Yeah. That's, so that's why I don't see them anymore because they all fell for free haircuts and got eaten. <laughs> yeah. God. So that, and that's where they're saying all fat all fish barbers are fat comes from. Makes sense. I've always wondered what that saying meant, and now we know. There you go. So that was my <laughs> Did corner for this week. Well, I've got to say, mate, you've you've, you've done yourself in because you've raised the bar now. <laughs> Next week needs to be oh, as fuck. crazy or more. So, uh, oof. oh fuck me! Get your free haircuts. Get your free haircuts. Oh. Imagine walking along the river, seeing some cunt with a red and white barber pole just sitting by the riverbank. And then oh. some other bloke that's still with a fishing rod going, yeah. what do you see is this? <laughs> oh, no, 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 mate, no, mugs game. Yeah. They think you're a barber, they come flying out of... Yeah. Oh, you can't move from them. Try to stop them, <laughs> offering them a free haircut. <laughs> Well, I'm sold, mate. I'm sold. Yeah. Well, the whole point of this was you to bring cryptids, not real animals, but <laughs> I suppose we can uh, let it slide this once. <laughs> it's just the fucking... Oh. Next week, the dreadlocked eel. <laughs> yeah. Same tactic, actually, to catch one of them. <laughs> He's got to play Bob Marley and say, yeah, some old devil's old album. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Love it. Oh, that's killed me. Those crazy Canadians. <laughs> They're furry fish. <laughs> well, some off we got uh have you thought of any fin for next week, maybe? Uh, um no I haven't. Me either. So, uh, well, I guess we'll have to leave the uh, the public hanging. Yeah. And they'll have to find out next week just what's occurring exactly. Because next yeah. week is also our 20th episode. Ooh. Uh, no. Fucking no. hell. Yeah, and I was sitting there, I thought, do we need to bring something special for the 20th episode? But then I thought, that's more of a 25th episode sort of thing. Mm. I probably should have saved the trout for them then, shouldn't I? Oh, no, you'll find something better by then. 
Yeah. The pressure's on. Yes, I think I've peaked already way too soon. You've set a standard for your audience now. So, uh, Get your free air cut. Free air cuts all round. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Cool. So next week we will bring something fresh, funky and new. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have a little think. Yeah, I'm sure we'll suss it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll think of something. Absolutely. Mm. Well. Until then, I suppose. Mm. Have a good one, everyone. Bust a nut. Bye bye. Bye.